Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Not Your Average Conversations. Not Your Average Perspectives. Not Your Average Black Girls. Hey, Not Your Average Black, Not Your Average Black Girls. Not Your Average Black, Not Your Average Black Girls. Go Spice. Make sure y'all give Jordan her uh, her sound credit when y'all use that in your future clips. It's going to go viral one day. It is going to go viral. It's going to be all on TikTok. <laughs> what's up y'all it's me megan and we have jordan we are not your average black girls dice is not with us today um but she will be back so jordan and i are just gonna hold down the fort in her absence but for those of you who are new here we got to make sure we kick things off right jordan who is our not your average black girl shout out Okay, Megan, so this week's Not Your Average Black Girl shout-out is going to be a little bit different. Instead of honoring just one Not Your Average Black Girl, today we're going to honor all of our Not Your Average listeners. Yes, this week's episode goes out to you all as a thank you for the support that you have shown us over the past two seasons. Thank you, thank you, thank you for allowing our voices and perspectives to take up space in your daily lives. We wish you many, many, many job promotions, continued mental and soul health care, and much laughter. So thank you all for your support. Yes, for the the job promotion. I'm here (laughs) for that. Um, Speaking it, speaking it. Right, right. Well, yeah, y'all, we we definitely appreciate y'all, and we're pretty dedicated. Um, in case you couldn't tell, I definitely sound a little different this episode, so just don't drag me um, for sounding Ooh. muffled, a little, little sick, but it's all right. We're pushing through. So I think that Jordan and I have a good one for y'all. Um, we're going to talk about, <laughs> we're going to talk about, you know, kind of European ideals, if you will, um, influencing not only black people, but just the way of the world, right? And what we've kind of been preconditioned to believe um, is right. You know, I think as black people, we all have heard the phrase, um, 
you know, is white always right? So we're going to kind of get into it. And there's a lot of avenues we're going to go down. Um, and we kind of got this idea from a TikTok, ironically, <laughs> that Dice sent us. Um, and I feel like, Jordan, do you want to like tell them about the TikTok a little bit and just kind of know yeah. what it said? So um, the TikTok was a video and it was talking about diets, if I'm not mistaken, because I, I won't lie, it's been a minute since I saw it. But it was a video discussing diets and the trends um, that you see, like whenever you go to the doctor's office or anytime you're on TV or any of these Instagram sponsored ads. And it's some type of like eat right or fitness inspired diet product or plan. Um, typically, the food is like bland. In, in that scenario, the food is really bland. And so the TikTok was calling into question if we've been basically preconditioned, like Megan said, to believe that um, the food has to be bland in order for it to be healthy. And that's because it's coming from, um, I don't want to, uh, it's coming from white people. <laughs> and, so, oh, you know, <laughs> and so typically, you, uh, you know, like the joke is that, um, some cultures use more seasoning than others. You know, some some groups of people use a little bit more flavor in the kitchen. And so the TikTok, uh, the video was just, you know, calling us to question if we uh, really believe that bland food is truly healthier. And if it is, um, or if we do believe that, then why is that so? Is it because we've been taught to believe that it's healthier or is it because that's truly the case? Yeah, so, um, you know, I think that, I was when I was looking at the TikTok, like, and I was in the comments and stuff. There were a lot of people who were, um, you know, kind of going against what the what the creator was saying, and was like, "Oh, that's not true." Blah blah blah. Um, and what kind of made us want to dive deeper into it was she was saying, like, "Well, if you actually Google uh, food." and white supremacy like so many things will come up so many articles resources etc that show you um the ways that food and, and health and diet and exercise and all of those things are geared towards ideas that are rooted um in white supremacy and and so we're just kind of kind of kick this thing off y'all so since we you know since the video is about diet and food that's kind of what we're going to talk about first um for me, so full disclaimer, I did not do my research, but <laughs> I will say, <laughs> neither did I. <laughs> right, I will say that based off of life experience and observation and just, you know, looking at other people's cultures and stuff, um, there definitely is a bias there. You know what I mean? Like if you think of uh, what doctors tell you to do, you think of like how they tell you to eat. It is always geared towards um, something very bland, you know, very um, basic, you know, no type of, um, I don't want to use the word excitement, but <laughs> no type of excitement in your food. Um, nothing really that's like you would just enjoy. It's more so of like, a, you know, eat this to survive sort of thing, which is, which is, you know, what we should be doing. But my point is that it wasn't until, it's not that I haven't thought about it before, but it really wasn't until I saw the video to where I was like, oh, that's kind of true. Like, when you think about health, it's always coming from the concept of just one person's mind. Um, and so, like, let's kind of compare and contrast here. Like, you know, Black people, um, I think a lot of people always put it off on 
you know, and we do this as black people. We say, um, well, you know, yeah, we got to learn how to not cook uh, soul food, you know, every Sunday or, mm-hmm. you know, um, you don't have to always, you know, what's some stuff being our food, Jordan? You know, you don't always have to have, like, all that fat back, it's the, the ham hocks, yeah. like, et cetera, yeah. and the greens. Like, you know, it's just different things that we always critique um, ourselves about. But you know what I think about sometimes? Years ago, before any of us were here, like, you know, when our people were slaves and stuff, they, well, yeah, let's go past slavery. I don't want to get into slavery. Let's just go back <laughs> to, like, great-grandparents era, you know, grandparents era if you will they ate you know according to like the culture and they were fine you know what i mean like people were more fit they were more in shape um and they were fine they weren't conforming to ideas so like i i am kind of like baffled and it does make me kind of question like so when did the shift occur like when did we start to believe that um, you can't have both. You can't have uh, soul food and also know how to, you know, be healthy. Like, when did we get to that place? Yeah. So a couple of things that I want to say. For one, um, just thinking about the cooking shows that are on TV, right? Like, I'm not a big cable watcher, for one. <laughs> but for two, um, I don't watch a lot of cooking shows, even if I did have cable. Um, and But just thinking about like Rachel Ray <laughs> and like all of the other cooking shows that literally like just people that I can think that I've seen, they've all been white, you know? So that's just kind of like one way that um, westernization or colonization is still kind of occurring in the realm of food. Um, and also, too, it's a very profitable market. You know what I'm saying? Because, we, first of all, we need food to live. So it's not like people are just going to up and decide, oh, well, I'm not going to buy food because I don't agree with what they're saying. Like, we can't sit there and do that. But for two, we're seeing it in not only what we're being told at the doctor's office, you know, saying what we need to eat, but it's also being reinforced with what we watch and see on TV as well, because we see who's cooking the food and, you know, also how they're cooking it. So I think it's just kind of like a way of a bigger system. Like I, I, I won't get into, you know, who controls the system, but it's, it's a way of checks and balances and kind of like instituting certain ideals and making sure that they are sought through that they're followed or that they're enforced properly and like received properly by the intended group of people right so um that's kind of like one thing secondly what you were saying Megan as far as like the switch you know like when did the food that our great-grandparents um you know were eating and they were fit when did that food become bad I do agree that it's everything that we cook with and everything that our great grandparents had always cooked with, you know, like cooking with the fat bag, making the greens with the, with the bacon in it and all that good stuff. Um, But I think it's because we aren't as active as they used to be. Like back then, you know, people were outside constantly. Like people were either outside working or you were outside playing at some point, like you were constantly being active and physical and now with the advent of tv and so many other forms of technology you know everything's at our fingertips therefore we don't have to move our feet to do anything um you know you can even you can even buy groceries online you no longer have to go to the grocery store like you know so um I think like our lifestyles have changed. So even though our cooking methods 
may not have necessarily changed with the which is like actually pretty arguable because also too it's kind of like where's the food coming from like not everything is being grown in our backyard so technically some of that food is changing because we don't know how healthy it is how organic it is you know with all this um msg i think that's the right word and all the other stuff they stick in chicken yeah msg yeah yeah i can't have it it makes me sick instantly Look, I wouldn't know if I had it or not, you know. Girl, so I don't know. It is no question of when I've had it. Yeah. So it, it's a lot, like it's weird. It's kind of like a lot has changed because, like I said, for one, the advent of like technology. So you no longer have to be as active as you used to to do like basic everyday functions. But then also too, like the source of the food has changed. You know, everyone's trying to increase their profits but reduce their losses or reduce their expenditures as much as possible. So like food is no longer um as like I said, organic or healthy or natural as it used to be. So I mean, it's just it's just a lot. It's like, yeah, our cooking methods have not changed, but because everything else about our life has changed, maybe it is time to start changing our cooking methods. Now, I'm not saying completely divert to what we're being taught or what we're being shown, but like you mentioned earlier, we could cook with less fat. We could cook with less lard. You know, I don't say get rid of the seasonings. I say maybe add in healthier seasonings. Like let's add in turmeric. You know, I, I'm a seasoning girl. I will live and die by some cayenne. I love yeah. I'm not eating but, without seasonings. Sorry, yeah. not sorry. Like, yeah, I you'll, you'll. I'm not gonna say never, but I highly doubt you'll see the day where I pop some chicken in the oven just as is, like nothing <laughs> on it, no salt, no pepper, no nothing. Like, yeah, let me y'all cause, you know use the Himalayan salt. Like, I'm not a big yeah. salt and pepper person, anyways. So that was a bad example, but you get my point. Like, but it's still a healthier alternative yeah. as to. Mort Morton's or whatever. Yeah. You know, my girl with the yellow uh or Lowry's. Lowry's. Now y'all got to have the Lowry's when you're on the grill. <laughs> <laughs> and then going back to like media and what we've seen, did you see um that post that the shade room made? I think yesterday and it was all about seasoning. Did you see that? Like I literally no. just remembered that. Yeah. They made a post yesterday and they were like, which seasoning can you not do without? And I'm just like, look at us. Like, like, look at us. Like, we still like, here making a whole post, a whole she, conversation. All of them. I just like, Lars was on there. Tony Sacheries. I say, well, that's two. That's in mine. <laughs> Man, I got to have the seasoning. Now we ain't eating no bland food. I know people think this is. Y'all got it. I'm sorry. It's just not going to happen. But that's, so that's, you're you're right, Jordan. I feel like that's kind of getting into like, you know, the way that we cook and what we use. But another part of it for me that I think a lot of people don't realize, and perhaps this is what the girl who made the TikTok was talking about. I don't know. But another thing that people have to realize is, you know, it's not just about like, oh, where did you get this concept from that this plate look is going to be healthier for your body than this plate. Another way that, you know, like I said, not to be extreme, but another way that if you think about it, white supremacy is kind of played out in the food industry is, you know, think about who controls um, the food system. Think about the racial inequalities and the disadvantages of, you know, people of color in different communities as far as what um, places, you know, they have access to, what grocery stores are near their homes. And if they are near a good grocery store, if you were to do a study, is the um, quote unquote, you know, organic or better food marked up higher in their neighborhood than it is in maybe a richer side of town, you know. And so 
it's it's really something that is very deep because I think a lot of people do like to on the surface kind of make it just about like oh, well, black people, you know, we just don't know how to give up that grease. It's like, no, it's not only that. It's also that think about how limited some of our people are in terms of resources. You know, they don't have access to the things that are quote unquote healthier. And so they are forced to indulge yeah. in only, um, you know, the, the cornstarch syrup, whatever it is, mm-hmm. you know, the MSG, the processed food. Um, mm-hmm. And if they do start to buy better, trust me, because it's something we've been working on for all of like 2020 and all of 2021, just like trying to intentionally go to small, you know, small locally owned places, buying like mm-hmm. things that you know are fresh, um, just going out of our way to buy like, you know, real fruit, real vegetables. Um, it is more expensive. And people will tell you, no, it's not. No, it really is because, you know, it's, if you think about it, it's like the rules have reversed. Once upon a time, it used to be the norm to be able to get your hands on like natural, Mm -hmm. you know, untampered with food. Now it is rare. You have to really search and go above and beyond. So of course Mm -hmm. the price is going to be hiked up. Mm -hmm. Right. And so I think that that's something that people don't want to talk about. It's just like, okay, for the sake of argument, Let's just say the way that y'all want people to eat and cook is the healthier way. Mm-hmm. That still doesn't help your argument because you make it very hard for everyone to have access yeah. to the food that fits your idea. Well, yeah, you know, it was never about being fair or equitable to everyone. It's only about providing for and, and seeing to a smaller group or a specific group of people. Um, exactly. But I love that you brought out the whole systematic part of it all, because that was just kind of what I was, you know, trying to hint to or lead to earlier. And I feel like the mental aspect of it is, or the mental irony of it is, we were producing the locally homegrown food to begin with. And now when we go to the doctors or what we see on TV, it's all telling us that, no, that's not healthy for you. What you need is our organic natural homegrown food not your organic homegrown natural food and even further like i was saying we really don't know if theirs is healthier or not we just know that it's higher so you know consumer the way the consumer mind works we think well if it's higher then it must be good but that's not always the case you know like that doesn't necessarily make it true exactly so it's just all about you know profits and losses and i feel like the black community is the loss you know we we stand to lose and um you know yeah for sure I mean I think it's just it's very telling it's very telling you know how people will kind of say this is better right this is the best thing for you this is what you should be doing um but then when you look at how easy is it for everyone to um have access to what is quote-unquote better and good for you in all aspects right you always find this very small percentage of people who can get access to it. So it's it's very interesting to me. Um, Mm -hmm. And I I, I was going to say earlier, I agree with you with the shows, you know, I do. Mm -hmm. uh, I love watching uh, the food network and the cooking channel. And I, it's just, it's very like soothing. It's one of those background things that I can listen to. Uh, But you are absolutely right. Most of the people are white um, or Asian, you know, They'll throw that in there a couple of times just so that they won't be accused of it being only white people. 
And when you do have black people on there, the one black guy I know who had a show, his was kind of all about grilling, right? Stereotypical. <laughs> and then there is a Not black the lady on Yeah, girl, barbecue. <laughs> and there's a black lady on there who's actually like pretty good. Um, but hers is about soul food. Right. So yeah. And the only other person, not to cut you off, but like the only other person that I can think of, and it's probably because she's the most recent person to get a show, is Aisha Curry. But I don't even know if hers is like a show or if it's just on yeah, YouTube. I don't, know. Um, I don't I don't know much about it. And I think that's also sad, is because I don't just sit there and watch cooking shows, but even in my like leisure, um, I just can't think of any time I've seen a black chef on tv very few very few if you i will say and maybe aside from the fact that the show is good maybe this is one of the reasons we enjoy chopped so much mm-hmm. you are likely to see a bunch of different people on chopped um what about the judges and stuff though like how they, the judges are the judges are the same for the most well, part but i'm saying are they like black or white oh or? no they're they're pretty much all white uh yeah. there's one lady who's indian recently the black guy I was telling you about he was recently on there um, a couple of times as well. They'll have like guest um, judges and yeah. sometimes they'll be black. But yeah. no, to your point, 95% of the time they're white. Yeah. And like also too, when I think about, um, God, I cannot think of his name right now, but I know he has like the one show where he's always yelling at people in the kitchen. Uh, I cannot think of his name, but anyway, yeah, all of the shows where you have people who have like their own restaurants and you have, um, you know, bigger name chefs helping to come in and restore the business, you know, like not just the restaurant, but the business itself. I, I mean, I can't even think of, um, in any black people in those spaces either. They're either, you know, white or they're from a different country, like Australian or English. Um, and, and I, I just can't think of any time that that black people have occupied, like I said, those types of spaces. So it's, it's very interesting how what you see on TV, is just a further reinforcement of what you're seeing in the grocery stores, you know, what you're being exposed to in the grocery stores, I'll say, and also what you're being taught or told when you go to the doctor's office relating to black healthcare and trying to link it back to the foods that we eat and where our foods come from and how it's prepared. Yeah. Now I will say, they will throw a black person on one of them baking shows in a hot second. <laughs> <laughs> they will put us up on there so y'all don't lose hope just yet. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I agree with you, Jordan. I think um, that that TikTok just goes to show. Uh, people are starting to wake up. More things are starting to come to the light when it comes to how we're influenced. Um Another way that we want to kind of talk about, you know, these practices of colonization and westernization, y'all, is with decor. Um, And I really kind of want Jordan to head spear this one just because one of the examples is actually like very uh, spot on for like Jordan's style. And so I kind of want her to like speak to this. No, but that is your style. Yeah, it is. So this was actually a comment that was, um, you know, in the video to the original TikTok that we were talking about discussing diets. And so someone in the comment section was basically saying how colonization even spread into what we consider, you know, um, like prestige and classiness when it comes to how we style our home and decor. And so they used minimalism as an example. And they even said that, you know, minimalism, minimalism is basically um, 
no culture. Like it's basically not having any culture or art in your home. Yet white ideals are telling us that this is now the new prestige. You know, this is now the new peak classiness. Um, and when I think of some examples of that, I immediately think of Kim Kardashian and Kanye West's home. It's not like I've been there or walked through it, but just from some of the pictures, that I've seen, <laughs> you know, it's like all beige and concrete and like everything looks like the same. Like you remember that time she had the video and she showed yeah. her um, her sink and people couldn't see like if it had like yeah, a water spout and all that stuff. Yeah. Stupid. Yeah, everything is very minimalistic um, and and very just bare, bare necessity, or at least that's the look of it. I won't say the house is like, you know, the functionality of it is bare necessity. I'm sure it's very extra and above, but the look of it was bare. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, And so I found that one to be very, very interesting. And like Megan said, that is kind of my style just personally. As a person, I am pretty minimalistic. I would say like minimalistic modern, not just minimalism. And the only reason why I say that is because I actually did do research on minimalism like some years ago. And I didn't agree with the context of the comment only because after having done that research, I know that minimalism came around from people who really wanted to have less of a footprint in the world. Like, you know, um, global warming is a real thing. Uh, You know, the trash that you produce that you can't, like recycle or you know allow it to then go forth to become something else it all harms the earth and so people who believed in minimalism were basically trying to reduce their carbon footprint on the earth so that they can contribute less waste in the earth so these are the people that you see going and making or living in tiny homes um and then in turn if the house only you know has like three shirts in it, two pairs of shoes and like two pairs of jeans, then that was just, you know, like a byproduct of them trying to live smaller and produce less waste. So that's where minimalism came from, at least from the research, yeah, that I read. So when I saw this comment, I was like, oh, this is just people, you know, on TikTok just kind of running away with their conspiracies. And although I love a good conspiracy and I can applaud them because, you know, logically it does have a link that's not really where minimalism came from. Now, granted, what I could say is the people who are now attracted to minimalism being, you know, the white culture and now having a tendency to want everyone to like what they like and also to combining it with that modern style. I can see, you know, now how them pushing it, having less art in your home, um, less pieces that represent, you know, culture or family. Yeah, okay, I, I can get with that now. Like maybe it has taken on a new life of its own. But originally minimalism was just about having as few things as possible so that you didn't um, produce a lot of waste in the world. Huh. So on some save the earth type stuff. Definitely. It was more on some like, you know, tree hugger type stuff, which I knew. That's why I would never really call myself a minimalist, because if you go up in my closet, I got more than three shirts for sure. For sure. Yeah, no, I only said it applied to Jordan, y'all, because Jordan does have more of like a uh, simplistic. I don't know if that's the right word type of style, like. I don't know. Jordan, you just, I, don't, I ain't never seen Jordan like bust out with no room concept with like a bunch of cheetah print red walls. Like yeah. Jordan just not a fan of all those patterns. I'm not, I'm not here for the glam. No, I'm not here for the glam. Nah. Keep it neutral for me, please. Yeah. So that's why I said Jordan can relate to that one. But you definitely, uh, 
learned me something as the older <laughs> people would say with that because i didn't know that i thought i'm keeping mm-hmm. 100 with y'all i thought them people who lived in them tiny houses just wanted to do the most i thought they just wanted to be extra wanted some attention for living in them tiny houses for no reason at all <laughs> like some people i'm sure that's the point is to say hey i live in a tiny house um but originally the way they came about was so that you weren't producing a lot of waste and also too just to cut back on your bills and expenses but i mean like you're recycling water in tiny homes like you aren't you know um using that much water you aren't using that much electricity you don't take up that much space in the earth literally yeah so that that was really what it was about was being minimal like producing minimal waste and um, and minimalism very interesting now i will say I do know one person who, I don't know her, but I know of her. She, I think she does YouTube. She's a flight attendant and she lives in a tiny home, but her rationale is there. She's single. Um, like I said, she's a flight attendant. And when she's not working, she's mm-hmm. like using her free time to travel. Yeah. So her rationale was like, well, I don't really need like a big apartment or, you know, a big house. Um, because one, I'm either working, like traveling, working or mm-hmm. traveling for fun. So how much space do I really need? And I was like, hmm. Well, I think I read her blog. When she started talking about how much she was away, I was like, I can see that. I mean, it looks like you come home once a month, if that. Like, Mm -hmm. I, too, probably would say I don't need to pay this power bill if I'm Mm -hmm. only going to go home once a month. So there's that. Just a little fun fact for y'all. But uh, I I just wanted to say, um, going back, to just minimalism and it equating to a lack of culture. Another reason why I will argue that is because we always joke, but all black people, y'all know y'all grandmama or y'all great grandma all had the same photos in their house of the black people, like in the little juke joint dancing. We all seen the photo of the black lady sitting on the side of the bed looking tired. Well, I'm just saying like, I feel like even if we were to do minimalism or even if we were to do like um, some type of like modern type of decor, you can never take away our culture in that aspect because we all have seen like the same paintings and we all have like the same um, experiences with those pictures of like Harriet Tubman leading the slaves on the Underground Railroad. Like like (laughs) those paintings are like staples in a lot of our childhoods and adult lives, you know? Yeah. So um, we do have culture in our homes. I would say that is a part of our culture. And I will argue, you know, that if we were to do it, I guess I would not want us to see this idea of minimalism come in and completely just, you know, erase all of that lovely black art that we grew up on. So, well, I'm going to tell you, some people feel as though I'm not, y'all don't come for me. I'm just telling you what people think. But some people feel as though it is a little bit easier for um, Europeans to kind of suggest these simplistic things or make these, um, you know, minimalist styles when it comes to decor and home and everything appealing because um, some people feel as though, you know, uh, Europeans who are from American do not have a culture. Like, that there is no... So, have, have you never heard that before? Have you never heard anyone say, like, white Americans don't have a culture? Like, like oh, all yeah, their, yeah, yeah. Their, their, if they do have a culture, it's tied back to, like, 
you know, I'm Irish or I'm Polish or whatever, like, but there's been an argument out there for a long time that, like, being a white American, like, there is no such thing as a white American culture. I was just Um, lost on on what you meant by Europeans in the beginning. Oh, yeah, just trying not to say white people, because I don't want anyone (laughs) to attack me or think that I have a problem with white people, because I don't. (laughs) And I know how, like, all it takes is for the right person to hear this, oh, she hates white people. I don't. In the right clip. I don't hate, I don't hate them at all. I don't hate anyone, actually. Um, (laughs) So there's that, but (laughs) Like I said, I love everyone. Yeah, I don't have any hate in my heart. So let's just, you know, slam that rumor down before it even starts. But no, seriously, I've heard a lot of people argue that. They're like, white people have no culture. I'm like, oh, wow, that's kind of intense. But they mean like being a white American. They're not talking about the fact that like no one's trying to negate the fact that great grandpappy might be, you know, from Switzerland. Like no one's no one's negating that. They're saying like the act of being white in America doesn't have culture tied to it. Um, which is so crazy because being black in America does have culture tied to it. I yeah. don't know. You know it's, I guess it's just because we created our own, you know, but. Well, I think there's culture there, but some people don't want to accept history as culture, but you know, we, we can get into that later. But. <laughs> yeah. But you know, I just wanted to put that on the table, give y'all some food for thought. Uh, I've heard that before. But anywho. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Um, the last aspect of this that we want to talk about, y'all, is kind of entertainment and success. And we've talked about this a little bit on um on the podcast before, just about, you know, dark skin versus light skin, you know, markability, um, being able to sell our entertainment, uh, you know, across across the seas to different um countries and get them to, you know, buy into the appeal. Um, of our work and how if you know whoever we put in front uh, is more centered or geared towards um racial um ambiguity or you know more so european features then you know it's a hit it's a sell versus 
um, movies, products, TV shows, whatever you can think of that more so uh, maybe put someone in the center who is dark skin, you know, a little bit of a wider nose, um, braids, whatever. <laughs> that is going to be a harder sell. Yeah. Um, so I saw a thread about this one on Instagram last week, and they were basically just giving homage to the dark skin um, females who are successful, not as successful, but they're talented and should be more successful than they are as compared to some of their um, lighter skin tone counterparts that are currently tearing up the charts right now if we're talking about music, right? Um, and, and one thing I also want to highlight, you know, in the nature of kind of like exposing problems that don't just exist in America. So it's not like, you know, Megan said, we're sitting over here trying to like bash one group of people in America because that's not necessarily the case. But for the most part, a lot of countries deal with colorism. Like every country has like the lighter group and the darker group and the lighter group receives more preferential treatment than the darker group. Right. Um, and so I think when it comes to being able to market to overseas or market to other countries, it goes far beyond than just, you know, slavery and racism and everything that happened in America as to, you know, we want to push more European centric um, artists who are, you know, more visually appealing because they may be lighter skinned or, you know, have a narrower nose or something like that. Um, I think it's also, like I said, just because these other countries, they follow a lot of those same practices. Everyone has been gripped by Westernization and all those good, good ideas. So um, I think I think that's also a part of it, too. And everybody wants to make money. But nonetheless, if we had to just state some examples in that thread, there were people like Coco Jones, which, Megan, I don't know if you know who that is. I kind of feel like you. OK, well, definitely thought you would. But um, she was on Disney Channel. That's the last time that I can remember seeing her. She had that show with a, she had like a movie with the dude from Everybody Hates Chris. Wait, I do know who that is. Yeah, yeah. And so she's a darker skin tone female. Um, they threw out Normani. I know you know who Normani is. Yes. And then they also threw out Tierra Wack. I'm not sure if you know who Tierra Wack is. And um, it was maybe like a six or seven slide thread and like the other three to four people y'all I didn't know who they were and that really hurt my heart because what you don't know about about me but in my past life y'all I was definitely A&R so I like pride myself on knowing the low-key underground next up and coming okay I'm I'm in all that no and I'm good I've got a really really pretty good trained ear man like Mm. I've discovered a couple artists, but anyway, um, <laughs> but um, yeah, no, I did, I did, I did. But anyway, so I was like, yo, I've never heard of these females. Like I've never like, you know, seen any of their music, not even suggestions on YouTube. YouTube is like my highest paid employee. That's how I come across a lot of my undiscovered artists. Um, and they weren't even suggestions on YouTube. And we all know like YouTube is monetized. You know, YouTube definitely has like a whole, um, an algorithm that I would even go as far as to say shadow bands, people of color. So I just found sure. that to be, yeah, I just found that to be super, super interesting that like, I've just never come across these artists in any of my searches or just in my casual time. Um, and, and yeah, so that's just really disheartening. Meanwhile, you got people like, love her if you if you love her but like people like sweetie out here that we can all argue is you know gorgeous she's really gorgeous but 
what's the music quality, sis? Like, what is it? Yeah, that part is nothing new, though. Like, yeah. and, and I mean, I guess, you know, like you said, that's kind of what we're talking about. Like, at the end of the day, how you can appeal to people on the outside is going to overshadow what the true talent is, right? And I mean, I, I think that that is, is still all rooted in what we're talking about. Um, if you if your image can sell, that's typically what the priority is. It doesn't matter whether or not this is the best movie and it should sell to all countries. Um, it's not going to if the people on the cover don't look like what, I guess, your average human thinks a good cover should look like. You know what I mean? Like... It's just, it's, it's not, that's just the way it is. It's not going yeah. anywhere, sadly. Yeah, but, you know, what I want us to realize as a Black community is that we do hold a lot of power in our pockets. Like, our money can control a lot if we allow it to work in unison and talk for us. And I do think that we can see some of these trends change in in all the aspects that we mentioned, you know, diets, decor, entertainment, especially, because we control entertainment. Like, Black artists really got the entertainment industry on a on a lock, like a grip lock right now, right? And I think if Please. we really Yeah, and I just think that if we really sat down and thought about some things um more thoroughly so that we could really like execute stuff with precision and in unison, we could see a change. And we wouldn't always have to see, you know, the the the, the light skinned girl on the cover of the movie flyer, you know, like we could, yeah. we could get a dark skin lead actress if she is honestly deserving of the role, you know, and just as beautiful. Um, and, 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 and a lot of these women are, I think that was the crazy part to me. It was that everyone in that thread was equally like jaw dropping gorgeous. Yet it was just literally the color of their skin as to why they have not received more recognition and more support from, you know, any labels or people who are That's gatekeepers. So yeah. Um, it really is. Yeah. So. Um, well, on that note, you know, you were so right, Jordan. And YouTube, I wanted to point out, I was thinking about this when you were talking, YouTube is not the only guilty party because TikTok, since we're, you know, since our whole episode is, you know, based on that TikTok, they are so guilty of that because we have seen time and time again, whether you want to admit to it or not, so many black people come up with trends, challenges, dances, etc. And their video might have 20,000 views and all it takes is for somebody who, you know, again, don't come at me. I'm just saying the facts. All it takes is for somebody who's white to do the same thing, not give them their credit on top of that. And they're blowing up in the millions, you know? I mean, mean, Addison Ray. let's just call it what it is. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That jump pissed me off so bad when she was on Jimmy Fallon doing them dances that weren't hers and then it was not until people got on to them that because ironically the show was on break like that next week or whatever but then when they came back oh you know yeah we chatted with all the creators of the dances and we had a zoom with them and they showed the video no i don't want to see that y'all should have had them if you wanted to see someone do the dance on the show and teach it to jimmy fallon why don't you individually invite all of those people there, you know, one person every week or whatever? That's not what you wanted to see. You wanted to see her. 
because she's the mm-hmm. you know face of TikTok for whatever reason. Um, um, this girl is really chilling with the Kardashians at this point in life off of a dance that she that didn't she make didn't up. make, and she didn't add nothing extra to it. I can see like if you saw the dance, got inspired, and added a little bit of spice, <sighs> as TikTok would say. But she took away, she took away the spice, and continually does that every time um, there is a dance that. She does, and it was created by somebody else. It like, pisses always... me off. Y'all gonna stop stealing black culture, and that's all I got to say about that. <laughs> well, and that is that on that. <laughs> period. Or as yeah. one of my favorite YouTubers says, period T. Okay. Not period T. Yeah, she's hilarious. But y'all, okay, so that's that on that, as Jordan said. We hope y'all took something away from, you know, this conversation. It just kind of sparked from that TikTok video, and we wanted to get into it. And I feel like we have. So moving forward, we're gonna talk about our not your average news. We got some some juicy ones for y'all today. So news, news, the news, first news. one. <laughs> oh goodness. Okay, so y'all, we gotta talk about it. Lord, Porsche, 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 Lord, Porsche Williams, please come into the room. All right, y'all. Portia from Real Housewives of Atlanta recently announced, I think on Mother's Day or the day after Mother's Day, that she is now engaged to Simon, um, what is it, Gubadia? Is that how you say it? I say Simon G. Simon G. I don't know who I'm talking about. She's engaged to Simon. Now, for those of you who may have a little bit of memory loss, Simon is still currently legally married to Fallon. Fallon, in case you're sticking with that memory loss we just saw her on the season that just wrapped in the friend role as Portia's friend we saw footage of Portia at their house in the pool eating their food kiki in the hot tub I mean she'd have been all up through this woman home and now she has announced on Beyonce's internet that she is engaged to the woman's husband she claims Portia says that they are not friends. I don't know how that's so. But Portia says that she and Fallon are not friends and she and Simon are happy and she's focusing on positivity and, and love. Now, over here on Not Your Average Black Girls, we, when I say we, I say me because I don't know if Jordan agrees or not. I am speculating that Portia is also pregnant. I, I think we're going to see an announcement soon. I don't care how many pictures she posts with her flat stomach because as we saw with Erica Mena, somebody can do photo shoots of several photos, okay? <laughs> and release them and as if it's happening in real time and be just as pregnant as they want to be, okay? Yeah. So those photos don't mean anything to me. She can post as many pictures as she wants with a flat stomach. That doesn't say anything. I think yeah. she's pregnant, Um and it's just like, dang, Portia, did you not listen to our episode about Girl Code? Yeah, like, I don't dang. think so. I feel like this episode came out on a Sunday, and then it was like that next Sunday Portia made her announcement. <laughs> but um, it, it was a lot of conversation surrounding this. And I don't really watch The Real Housewives of Atlanta. Um, 
see my previous comment about not having cable, so that is why I don't. But <laughs> um, even if I did have cable, I really wouldn't, uh, just because I kind of feel like I grew out of the show. None of, nonetheless, like it's still very entertaining. Like I know who all the wives are. I definitely knew who Fallon and Simon were even before this season. Um, had been seen Fallon on Instagram. Had been done my research on Simon years ago because I was trying to understand where the money came from. Right. Um, so this was still shocking to me, just like it caught every other Real Housewife fan who watches the show in real time. Like this was still very shocking to me. Uh, I really don't know what to say about this. Like, I really don't know what to say about this. I, this doesn't make me want to watch the season anymore. I'll just wait until, you know, Instagram and Portia and Simon give (laughs) us more updates on their life. I do agree with you, you, Megan. Um, I cannot talk today. Y'all is really crazy. But I agree with you. I do think Portia is pregnant. So just waiting on that announcement. Um, I think legally speaking, they are trying to make it look as clean as possible. So by all means, I peep game and I respect it for whatever purposes that it needs to serve for you. Um, And, you know, I I just kind of feel like Fallon is gorgeous. I don't really know whose fault it was. I've, I've heard where... Uh, Simon insinuated that Fallon cheated first. He still well, stated yeah. to his story that he didn't cheat. Um, yeah. And I know, you know, legally speaking, if they do have a prenup, which I would assume they do, because they weren't married that long. Well, they um, married three years. Two, I thought. Two, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I was giving him a yeah. bone, but yeah, you're right, two. Yeah, two years. So, um, I'm sure based on, you know some of the some of the standards of that um prenup that you know deciding fault I, I mean I know even for the state of Georgia that deciding fault in a marriage um is very important um you know determining like who cheated first or if someone did cheat or not like all of that is just well very yeah important. he came out so, long ago saying she cheated um yeah and I didn't see her rush to deny it so yeah I mean not saying that means everything them just saying like long before him and Portia being together was on any of ours radar well, he well, had already came out and said that she cheated and there were a couple of blogs who kind of had like I guess the receipts to back him up or whatever well I guess what I'm saying is it's like I, I think Portia is pregnant to me it looks like she's showing because her face did look full so depending on how many months pregnant she is or how many weeks pregnant she is that could decide who cheated first you see what I'm saying like granted all he has is the allegation oh yeah for sure like that that's what I'm getting at so in my mind it's kind of like anyone's game but I really don't know I, I yeah. don't know the details girl you're not alone that's what all of us have been saying is we can't yeah. wait until what's so funny Boy, people who watch the show like adamantly are gonna be on Portia like white on rice because when I tell you they're gonna be piecing it together by the hour whenever yeah. that baby is born, tracking back time. what the conception date has mm-hmm. to have been, they're gonna be on Portia. So Yeah. Ooh, child, I don't know, but that's that's a hot mess right there, y'all. So y'all yep. just stay tuned for developments on that story. Um in other news. So Friday, May 14th was a great day in the black music world. In my opinion, we got some music from Nicki Minaj, J. Cole, and then Migos had a new song. So I felt really good on Friday about music, especially since I just haven't like been feeling my best. I've been sick and it felt good to hear some some new music. I'm ready for the summer. So y'all check those out if y'all haven't checked out those releases. Um, we are sending our love and prayers um, to Drea Michelle, she announced that her father passed away on Mother's Day. Very sad, um, you know, definitely impacting her. So we will be keeping her in our prayers. 
Um, Kobe Bryant was inducted into the Basketball Hall of Fame over the weekend. Vanessa Bryant delivered a beautiful speech, very strong. You know, we've talked before about how we admire her so much. And um, Natalia Bryant honored her father by wearing his official jacket and ring on his behalf for being inducted. So this was just such a beautiful um, moment. We had to highlight it. So I don't know how much y'all pay attention to like social media. But Romeo and Bow Wow may or may not have a little versus battle Ooh. coming our way. <laughs> Make whose side you on. If they do it, whose side you on? <laughs> so let me just say this. Musically, I'm definitely on Bow Wow's side. Like, yeah. there's no competition. Um, but I do admire the the adult and the professional that Romeo has mm-hmm. clearly become. Like, he's very much so about his business. So it's I admire fine, that, though. but... Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's good looking, so it, it's no, it's no loss. It's fine. It's like okay. so I was like looking at them, but <laughs> um, musically, yeah, I think we all know who's got in the bag. But the reason I laughed when I said it is because like Romeo initiated. Bow Wow was kind of like, "You sure this is what you want?" Like <laughs> basically clowning him, saying what didn't need to be said because we all know who has the better you know, music catalog. Um, yeah. Yeah. Catalog. Um, and then Romeo kind of like clapped back and was like, Oh, so oftentimes people take my professionalism as weakness, blah, blah, blah. Ooh. It's not about, to me, it wasn't about who wins. It's about, you know, highlighting things for the culture and, uh, recognizing that we were two young black boys you know doing something big at our age in the industry so it seemed like bow wow was just being like a little bit petty maybe having a little yeah. bit of fun like are oh, you sure this is what you want and romeo was like oh let me take it there so who knows if this is gonna happen because romeo seemed like you ready to you know yeah throw them hands. i kind of feel like that would very much be the energy of their verses too like quintessential jeezy and um gucci man but like the kids bought version right so like a little less like <laughs> life-threatening but like the beef is still real like the beef is still very real oh, kids and, and one is going to be above the pettiness and above the mess and then the other one is going to be real with the shit right so i think it's going to be entertaining definitely a money maker for the both of them and you know romeo he come from a, a money mind like person yeah, don't play sure. when it comes to the check so yeah if romeo is is up to do it regardless of the music catalog like you said like he he, he trying to make a bag for the both of them and Bow Wow needed to just shut up and do it. Yeah, I think Bow Wow was just like Bow Wow was just being Bow Wow. <laughs> they, I just think he, shag, he just, just didn't know shag. that Romeo was gonna react the way that he did because he was talking about how like you got my number. I was like, wow, we're Ooh. taking it there. Yeah, girl, it was, it was uh unnecessarily intense. But <laughs> moving on, <laughs> the game is about to have a reboot, y'all. So, so far, we know that Wendy Raquel Robinson and Hosea um, Chanchez will be returning. We don't know who else will be returning, but that show is going to reboot. Um, you know, hopefully they get majority of the original people on there because that's who I want to see. Um, yeah. And then I know that Jordan, <laughs> Jordan is kind of going to expand on this for y'all. But in case you didn't know, the Ellen show is going to end after the next season or the current season. I'm not sure, but it's not getting renewed. Ellen said the show is over. You all may or may not remember a while back, we addressed um, 
some claims in the news before about the show being a toxic environment. And so, uh, you know, it must be some truth because now it's coming to an end. Jordan, what are your thoughts on this? Um, I think it's all very interesting in the words of Dice. She's not here, but she lives on through this show. Um, one thing Ellen said in the article was that it just wasn't like exciting to her anymore or a challenge or something like that. But ironically, I was sitting in a clubhouse room for a few minutes this week and there was actually one of the producers from the show in there. It was a young black guy and he didn't go into any details, but he was talking about how a lot of what was shared in the articles when the whole story broke out and a lot of the whistleblowing or exposure happened, he was like, it's true, it's very true. And um, we were all talking from like a racially diverse and inclusive aspect, like that. that's what the room was actually about, not necessarily Ellen. And so people were asking questions, you know, like what could we do to change the environments in our respective companies, you know, um, just share a little bit of his experience and what he felt like should have been done to combat his experience and how he felt. Um, and so it was a really good conversation, but I think one thing that really just stuck with me from what he was saying was after witnessing some of the things that he witnessed, he would go home at night and say, did I do the right thing? Should I have stood up for myself or should I have stood up for someone else? So when they say a toxic environment, it wasn't just toxic in the aspect that you had one group of people, you know, treating another group of people however they want to, um, whether that be based on color or just position and management and power. But you even had those who were being oppressed questioning themselves and and uh, concerned as to if they did the best that they could have done in those situations that, you know, um, were created to target them or were created to put them down. And I just thought, wow, like that's that's really sad, you know, to not only be kind of miserable at work, but then to go home and continue to replay it and relive it and then place blame on yourself when you were not the aggressor in that situation. So um, I, I don't know. I, once again, the theme of this this conversation and what I say today is that I don't have cable. So I did not watch the Ellen show like that. <laughs> um, so I'm not necessarily going to be sad one way or another to see it go or if it well, no, I kind of think it needs to needs to go based on, you know, what I've read and the fact that she is kind of conceding, in my opinion, by stepping away from it. Um, but that that really hurt my heart to hear him discuss that on Clubhouse. So, yeah. Yeah, that's unfortunate. Um, I'm kind of with you. I don't watch Ellen. If I the times that I have watched it, it's never been like in real time when it comes on. It will be clips on YouTube of an interview that I was interested in seeing. Um, but I don't watch the show either, so I don't feel any type of way. Um, and I'm kind of like you, like, you know, people always say, oh, don't judge, blah, blah, blah. But I just look at things for what they are. And I see this as somebody exposed you and as a result, you quit. So must be guilty because I mean, <laughs> that's just how I see life. I'm sorry. Um, but yeah, y'all, that's coming to an end. So got to buy you a new talk show to watch if you watch that one. Um, so Moving forward, all right, y'all, the CDC says that if you are vaccinated, that you can now go outside, you know, be outside at the park, be at the picnic with no mask on. So, again, you know, my question is, y'all outside or not nah for the summer? Jordan, are you outside or not? Nah? I knew this day was going to come, Megan. I knew this day was going to come when they were going to give us that clearance, you know, that you can now go out without the mask. And I was going to be one in the number and I was going to have to make a choice. 
And um, I'm still wearing my mask, y'all. Maybe, well, honestly, I've always worn my mask, but I, you know, I was going to say maybe now more than ever, but truthfully, I never stopped wearing my mask. Um, I'm still wearing my mask. I'm fully vaccinated and I'm going to keep it on. And Same I don't care here. if you look at me crazy if I got my mask on and I walk up in a business um, and no one else has their mask on, don't care. I'm wearing mine. Yep. I know the CDC also said that like, uh, you know, two people who are both completely vaccinated, you can now be around each other without your mask and not have to socially distance. I don't care. I'm still yeah. wearing my mask until I not feel comfortable enough. Yeah. So, sorry. Me sorry, too, girl. Sorry. I ain't going for none of that. I'm like, Jordan, I'm fully vaccinated, but y'all still gonna see me with my mask on. I never stopped. And I don't care. And and it's it's weird because it's like the precedent that the media is kind of setting is like, oh, if you see someone out in public with theirs on, then that means they're probably not vaccinated. I don't care what y'all think. I'm wearing it no matter what, okay? It's not coming off. But uh, I did hear, I didn't watch the episode because, you know, I'll be at work. But um, I did see a clip of The View where Megan McCain, y'all know I love me some Megan McCain. Um, Megan McCain was like... <laughs> It wasn't about this, but it was about something else. But it was related to COVID and leaving the house. And she was like, listen, if other people want to say they're in their house for the rest of their lives, that is up to them. That is their decision. She was like, me? <laughs> that girl said, I'm going to have a hot vax summer. <laughs> she said she's going to Vegas. She's going to go visit her family. And two shots of Moderna is good enough for her. She's traveling. I was like, you know what? I don't blame you, sis. She did say she was like, I'll have my mask on, but I'm getting on a plane. I was like, you know what? I don't blame you, sis. Put that mask on. Have you a hot back summer? I, too, plan on leaving the house. So, you know, it's no shame over here. But uh, y'all keep your mask on because we don't know whether or not getting this vaccine is going to, you know, make us uh, in the clear or not. And then Jordan is going to give y'all this last piece of very spicy, very juicy, very <laughs> necessary news. <laughs> I don't know if it's all of those things, but um, in terms of someone who won't need to wear a mask or socially distance on their 400 and like 27 foot yacht is Jeff Bezos, who just bought a $500 million yacht, y'all. And it reportedly needs its own support yacht. That's how huge and like monstrous this thing is. Wow. So, um, Definitely a showcase of the wealth disparity in America, but by all means, kudos to you, Jeff Bezos. You probably just fed like a little country or a little city in Italy for two or three years with that. Um, so yeah, congrats to you. Maybe what one day, right? Maybe one day I can meet the right people. <laughs> and I, I can experience just a little bit of this life that I um, am hating on at this moment, but nonetheless. Support a, a young couple? We don't have children, Jeff. Couple? No, single. That's too many. Two people is too many. It's just uh -oh. me, Jeff. Just me. <laughs> all right <laughs> y'all right, jordan is going to give us this classes for the culture before we wrap up um for those of you who don't know our classes for the culture is based off of just you know lessons that we feel need to be learned that are inspired by the app known to all now as clubhouse clubhouse Take it away, jordan okay so um my, my my only question for the Clubhouse community this week is, y'all do get that this is just the radio. Like, we're literally just listening to the radio at this point. 
Um, if you weren't on Clubhouse this past week, the actor Lakeith Stanfield made a pretty big impact on the Clubhouse community, especially if you're into the Black Mess News Clubhouse community. He was all up and through it. Um, and I'm not even really sure what happened. I don't really know what he said, but knowing him and honestly, I got love for him. So this is not a bash Lakeith moment. I can only imagine what he said, and I'm sure that it may have been like controversial to the right audience. Um but however, I did join a room the other day where we were listening to one very well-known moderator on Clubhouse have a conversation with Lakeith. Um, and what really struck me, y'all, was not the content of this conversation, but it was how the conversation was being had. So like traditionally in Clubhouse, everything is a room. Like that's the whole gist of it all is that you're in rooms with certain conversations and everyone's having the conversation in the room. But this one was different. We in this room were listening to the moderator have a conversation with Lakeith on the phone. And that's the part that blew me. We were listening to a conversation that was not even being held in the app. It was being held on a personal phone call. And one of the moderators of that room that we were listening in, I guess, had their phone speaker up to the other phone speaker where the conversation was being had. And that's how we were listening to it. And I just could not believe that. I really couldn't believe that it had like about 300 or so plus people in that room listening to a muffled conversation um, that someone else was having with Lakeith. When you can dead ass just join any other room on any other night and listen to Lakeith yourself and and ask him the questions this man was asking like you can have it right there directly um and so it really just reminded me of just the depictions of black people gathering around a radio and listening to like major news back in the 1920s before like everyone had tv and I was just outdone with what was being like with what was happening I was just over it so I was like this is really crazy they just really sold us the radio yet again and here we are flocking to it and uh right after that I left so I don't even know what the point was don't care what it was I'm just outdone by how it was being done <laughs> so, yeah. yeah the app is getting I mean it's been weird but it's getting more weird and it's uh it's open to Android now so <laughs> there's no telling what, what will happen next that's all I'm gonna say right. um yeah, it's crazy. But since we, you know, we, we talked about Clubhouse. So on that note, you guys, make sure that if you're on Clubhouse, you join our club. It is called Not Your Average Black Girls, Average AVG, Black BLK. And we're on there sometimes, you know, especially on premiere days, um, just chatting it up, talking about whatever juicy topics. So make sure you follow the club and follow all of us as well. Our um names, our usernames will be in the description of this episode. And last but not least, you guys, don't forget to subscribe to our podcast on Apple Podcasts for immediate alerts every time new episodes air. We also want to invite you to follow us on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at NYABGPod. Also, visit our website, which is NYABGPodcast.com. And don't forget, y'all, we are still looking for more Crazy X stories. Visit our IG page for the link to anonymously share your story you don't have to put your name we just want to know tell us about the time you were the crazy ex okay because we're gonna do a good episode about it so keep sending us the stories y'all we really appreciate it and on that note we will talk to y'all next time bye bye
At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.